0: Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil before pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB characters. And you can also email us at CB characters at gmail.com. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Comic Book Characters. Oh man, I sounded so enthusiastic there. Um, Or as the cool kids call it, CBC. I am the president and CEO of Snark Industries, the incredible, invincible, and partially invisible IG. And joining me from St. Antonio, the deepest, darkest realm of reality, your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Al. What's up, man? You might as well just say I'm from the negative zone. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah good one. Like a nihilist,
1: yeah. I'm uh, doing well, man. Good uh, good, good catching up. Another week of awesome comic book news. We are living in the golden age, golden era of comic book dumb, movie dumb, <laughs> TV dumb, Netflix dumb, nice. whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's a good time to be a nerd. Uh, why are
0: you partially invisible? What Do I want to know? I, you know that just kind of came to me, and I'm not really yeah. sure. I'm not really <laughs> sure what that means. It's okay. But I would imagine if you have in the power of invisibility, you could you could probably just make parts of you invisible, right? That would be pretty cool. You could do like a really cool like uh, just like a floating head, like a, ma- like a floating head. You
1: could be on Pee Wee's Playhouse. You could uh, you could do, you could do like a magician act. There's a you know quite a, quite a few lucrative opportunities there for a partially
0: invisible. What if I was just like dick? a floating tongue? Mm. With uh, oh, stay, that
1: stay away from the south side of San Antonio or you're going to get turned into a taco, sir. I don't know what that means. Lengua, lengua taco, uh. taco That's such a specific reference. Sorry guys. Yeah, sorry. Uh
0: no, that's fine. You know, for the for most of our fans who are actually from San Antonio, that's going to make perfect sense. So that, oh, actually I think that joke's going to kill. But uh yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Um dude we're gonna get into BVS in a second. Um, yeah. But how Which, you you've seen it? We're recording yeah, this on a Wednesday. So, you're like babe, one of the few CBC people. Exclusive. Yeah. You're less than one percent of the universe right now that's seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. How does it? I mean, do you feel? Does that feel nice? I mean, what does that feel, do, like? It does do feel,
1: feel like? I do. It does feel good. Just... It feels, uh, you know, feels like uh, like I've got a cape or a cloak of of nerd invincibility mm. right now. It feels it feels pretty cool that's awesome i think this is what tony must feel like when he puts on the armor you know like that kind of thing
0: whoa yeah nice reference um oh like i said we're gonna talk about bvs in a second before we do that um we gotta talk about the i guess the biggest news since we've last since we last recorded which was daredevil dropping season two of daredevil dropping on netflix yeah uh everyone's raving about it i really haven't heard any bad things about it um I've loved everything I've seen so far. I've seen about ten episodes. I think you're at about the same spot. Yeah, same
1: spot, more or less.
0: Watched eight of them all in one night. <laughs>
1: uh, That's crazy, man. I mean, I, I don't have the time to do that, uh, you know. But that sounds great. I can't even link you up with a bunch of your friends. I imagine there were uh, libations uh, in play. There were maybe some pizza calzones,
0: most likely. There was pizza. It wasn't It was nice. just pizza. But one was okay. buffalo chicken, which was fantastic. Nice. Uh, the other one was pepperoni, um, also good. Yeah, hung out with the nerd crew, which I've mentioned a couple times on the show. Uh, yeah. Best part about it is at two different times during the eight episodes that we watched. We started at like seven p.m. at night. Uh, I got to about two in the morning, two and a half, two thirty in the morning. Yeah, was that we stopped to get to get to drink some coffee that uh, Drew, who was the host of the night, made, uh-huh. uh, thinking like, oh, this will keep us up. Uh, turns out, I just found this out today. Uh, he was serving us decaf all night. <laughs> he didn't know. Does, uh, does he
1: know? Does he know how coffee works?
0: No, he does. And I guess it wasn't what he ordered, but it, that's what came, uh, and he just okay. didn't think to check. So uh, nice. that's really funny. Didn't really work. I don't. I I have heard that Christine fell asleep because they. I think they kept going till the end. I believe Drew made it through the entire wow s- season, which is pretty. Talk intense. about an Iron Man. Yeah, he's he's crazy. I mean, that must have Name gone until like, yeah, Jesus. that must have gone till seven in the morning. And I think I think Divya and Christine, uh, you know, passed out before then. But anyway, man, I watched a couple episodes after that, and I'm actually hoping tonight to watch a couple more and might even finish it. But yeah, me too. Because you know, I'm sure a lot of people haven't gotten around to it yet, and we don't want to do a or at least not all of it. Yeah, spoiler free, um, or spoiler ish episode. We're yeah. just going to talk about the first four episodes. Somewhere yeah, like around the that. first arc. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. We'll try and, and keep and it somewhat spoiler-free, though. If not, there are any spoilers, we will we we're will definitely let you know.
1: We're not great at self-censoring in this way, by the way. Just a heads up. So we will try really hard not to <laughs> reference anything beyond the first four. But no promises. We're going to try really hard, though.
0: So okay. f- the first four episodes are very much what we thought this se- this season was going to be, which was Punisher versus Daredevil. Yeah. Um, and that really is what the first four episodes are about. It's about establishing the Punisher's character. It's about those two guys kind of butting heads with what the right, um, I don't know, way of crime fighting <laughs> Mm-hmm. What, you know the appropriate how, way of how
1: to, how to tackle this
0: kind of vigilante you know crime ridding right. the city
1: of crime kind of angle
0: right. right and they're and they're pretty clear cut in where they stand you know daredevil being a good catholic boy um, isn't wanting to kill anyone uh, thou shalt not kill and uh, you know kind good of start <laughs> right uh, everyone, yeah. wants to definitely defeat the criminal element of hell's kitchen which by the way That neighborhood just keeps going to shit. Wow, man, that
1: place makes Detroit look like I don't know Canada. Like it's crazy.
0: On the plus side, I'm assuming the rents are going way down because I I can't imagine anyone would want to live there. Um, But anyway, um, you know he's he definitely has this perspective that you know he wants to defeat the crime element, but he's going to do it by one beating the shit out of everyone and hopefully sending them to jail and hopefully reforming them at least that's what it seems like though i think there's right. some inconsistency later on with some of the things he does but sure. um the punisher on the other hand is like you know what these guys are bad guys we're talking about criminals we're talking about rapists we're talking rapists, about just uh, the worst of the worst of society these guys homicidal maniacs yeah. right not only do they not deserve to live but i don't want them to escape alive because they and could. then hurt other people exactly. down the road so he's very much a shoot first and ask questions later type of guy Definitely. Um, anyway, that sets up a really interesting dynamic between the two. Uh not really sure where to start with this, but maybe we can just start with with the Punisher, because he's yeah, he's the big, you know, new character introduced so uh, at least no in thing. the beginning of the season. What's your take on, on how on how they portrayed that character in this show? Yeah.
1: No problem. So, you know, uh John Barenthal, you know, when we first got wind that he was going to be cast as Frank Castle and Punisher uh we both were pretty on board with it i've seen more of the walking dead than, than you have i don't
0: know if you've seen any of it but like uh i feel know, like i saw a lot of the Burnthal episodes though yeah he's he's in the
1: first season yeah i mean he's he's mostly in there so uh i we both were i think on board with that and man does he really take to the character um uh, so good it's it's probably i mean i don't i don't think i'm going out on a limb here i think this is the best representation of that character by an actor um you know no this isn't technically a film it's a netflix show but i really Um, really like i mean i like what have you seen thomas jane Jane? Jane? okay i like i like thomas jane and (laughs) even Dolph lundgren did great and they, they all share kind of similar beats in a lot of ways uh for sure but John Barenthal just I don't know, there's something about this uh unrelentingness of the way he that he is. Yeah, that John Barenthal really pulls through with the character. And one thing I really I'll say that I really loved about the way Netflix uh portrays this character is that all right. I mean I guess it's a Marvel, but you know, on the Netflix show. Uh is that right away they established Punisher as like a very terrifying person like mm-hmm. even though he's he's kind of technically an anti-hero he is terrifying like he it reminds me of uh Heath Ledger's Joker from uh Dark Knight Returns yeah uh in the sense that like clearly this person is unhinged in a way and you don't want to be anywhere near them ever right like uh, yeah. so i really 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 thought they nailed it
0: no I, I agree and like there's this they do set up this kind of uh, environment where he can strike at any moment and he's one of those guys who who can just kill you in any particular moment in any in any kind of way um they they really do a good job of showing you how dangerous he is um, yeah. and and show that how much of a threat he is. I was being sarcastic earlier by the way by saying Thomas Jane, because I have never been happy with any Punisher movies or representations of that character. This is the first one that really worked for me. And I, I guess I like that they went really dark with it because he is a, an incredibly dark character. You have to yeah. go to a dark place to, to be that kind of a guy. I mean, to have lived through all the terrible tragedies that he's lived through. Mm-hmm. Because he's, he's a character that's driven to be the way he is. It's not like he was born that way or like he just particularly likes killing um he's a guy who's very much on a mission of revenge and is very hurt and very kind of fragile inside fragmented
1: i would say he's fragmented yeah Yeah. so Uh,
0: and and so you i think you have to take take it to a dark place to do it to do it justice and joe mm -hmm. bernthal totally does John, I keep calling him Joe. But you do keep calling him Joe. Joe kind of works, right? It's kind of close. It's a little bit. J. Maybe just should call him Jay Baron. Uh, yeah, I'll just start calling him Jay right Bones. Um. There you. Go. <laughs> uh. Yeah, he's great. And like Drop I, into I, the Bone Zone. <laughs> so. And I kind of like that they don't. They're not too worried about making him a sympathetic character either. It's just like this is how he is. You know, take him or leave him. Um. Yeah. And they do a good job of setting up the kind of main, I guess, back and forth between him and Daredevil in the first four episodes, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was great. And um, like I said, I thought it was great the way that they built the character. It's hard to – I keep holding myself back from saying anything more from like what might happen Because later of what on. happens later. But right? um, without bringing up other characters – and we, we can say, I mean, into the fourth episode we do get our first shot of Elektra – um, yeah. who we won't go too much in depth, though I am really happy with how that character turned out. Um, I thought maybe maybe one of the unintended side effects of this season is that as strong as the Punisher and Electra were, um, maybe they were introducing characters that strong and that good might have been to the detriment of, of the titular character, uh, Daredevil. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you. To Matt Murdock, who... Um, I don't know. I, I found myself a couple of times in this in this season being like a little confused with, with with where he stood. And I think maybe it's kind of an internal struggle that he's going through and maybe you're supposed to right. feel that way. Right. Uh but when that's your main character, I wonder if that's an issue that he's in a way kind of comes across as weaker as the two main characters that you just introduced. Did you get that at all? Yeah.
1: Well, and I think, you know, I don't know. I, I, I totally see what you mean, but I think the way that they're making the show, the way they write it, they're really, I think purposeful. And so I think that the, you know, with Punisher and with Elektra, they're kind of both pulling at threads within the daredevil character pulling him in these other directions that he doesn't really want to go in yeah but kind of almost feels forced to in some ways i think in some instances and i think that's purposeful so i think sort of the inconsistency is is is
0: done through the narrative um yeah and maybe and maybe we also haven't finished the series right or the season so like maybe maybe that's the point maybe by the end of this Season we'll have a better sense of where he stands, and maybe the whole point of this season is also to um, to set him up for what what his trigger might direction be going for. You know, either yeah. he kind of doubles down with with the way he's approached things, or he starts to kind of go go to the to the Punisher side of things, right? Right. Uh, and that's that's an um, interesting way of doing it. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I just uh, it was just a thought I had that when you bring two characters who are ho- so headstrong into this scenario and you have matt murdoch here who's kind of <laughs> stuck in the middle and not he's really... almost
1: he's, he's almost in the way in, yeah in a, right. in a way narratively and i get that i just i think that they did such a good job with season with season one establishing that character that if it weren't done so well initially that would be a problem but i think because we have such a good concrete idea of who daredevil is and what his role is and what he's trying to do that you could spend more time on punisher and electra and it doesn't hurt it as much i mean I, I think i in the sense if you look at the namesake of the show yes it's daredevil but this is almost you know this is almost essentially a vehicle for punisher and electra as if they were you know if it were a variety show that that was Punisher, Daredevil, and Electro. Clearly that was a title that wouldn't work, but <laughs> but like, you know, so I think the fact that they give so much screen time and so much development to these other characters they're on the same level as Daredevil. Even though they're not they don't share the name of the show, I feel like they're on the same level, which is an interesting choice and it definitely could have backfired but I think it works really well.
0: No, you're totally right. And I think the fact that they built up the character as well as they did in the first season allows them to do that with this character. And I completely agree. And that's one of the things I really like about this series is that they'll they'll take their time with with individual characters. And even though the show's called Daredevil, they're not scared to go away from the main character and really let you spend time with some of the other characters. And I won't go into details about later on in the season, but there's one episode in particular where Daredevil's barely in it. Um, and it's a completely, it's another character besides the three we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that was so cool that they could do that. And it doesn't yeah. take away from the show. It's just like showing you another slice of what's happening at the time. And it's so crazy when stilt man shows up and <laughs> they just devote <laughs> an entire episode.
1: <laughs> <of>, <laughs> Who knew? Uh, uh, man, stilt man, just making a grandiose appearance. Who knew? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, so I, I mean, kind of the last thing I want to touch on is if you haven't seen the show, it. it, We'll have more to say. Too, we definitely have more to say. But, but the reason we're trying to stay within the first four episodes is because it's very much like an arc, like a like a narrative arc for the first four episodes, Uh, and they predominantly have to do with the Punisher. No, you're right. uh, It's almost like a a self-contained
0: show right there, just in those first four episodes. Yeah,
1: I mean the way those episodes work you could almost leave it there. Uh, good thing that they don't. And, and there's so much more that happens, but I think in terms of concise narrative, the fact that they were able to establish and build up this brand new character, have him interact with this fully other established character in daredevil from last season and make it all work in four episodes
0: is a testament to some really great writing. Yeah. And, um, I really like the way that they do cliffhangers on this show. Like mm-hmm. they really always catch you and make you want to watch the next episode. Uh, and you mentioned something to me off the air about how you thought the show was really good, and that it. Well, I'll let you say it. Um, you were making a, a, a comparison to like the the legal. Uh, oh, the
1: procedural shows, procedural right? Show. So, so I mean, and that that is something that kind of comes a little bit later but it but it definitely harkens back to the first season as well. I think what makes Daredevil work so so well is that because you have the foggy Nelson Matt Murdock Karen Page side of it where and then you've got the uh, the the daily bulletin I think is the paper. You've got the journalism and you've got the 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 legal side of everything. It works very much like a law and order in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. like a yeah. special victims unit or like a CSI or like an NCIS show. And those, those shows have proven to be the most popular, most, you know, watch type of drama television over the last 30 years. And uh, I like how you it, also
0: have a little bit of ER in there with like Rosario yeah. Dawson's character. Yeah,
1: was, yeah. Right. You've got the doctor Rosario Dawson, which I mean, she's a nurse, but, but yeah, you are resident nurse, but you get, and you get a little bit of that too. You're right. Um, that's what makes this show so compelling because it's it's a little it's 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 a little bit of who done it, why did they do it, what's really happening, and there's always like cover ups. But then you've also got the superhero stuff with like the cool action sequences and then just kind of the nerd stuff where it's like you're seeing these like characters come to life from the page. It's got so much going for it, and on top of that, you've got tremendous acting talent. You've got amazing scripting and plotting and narrative. And it's no wonder why this show is almost universally praised.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. And it, allo- it allows you to take a break from just the typical superhero storylines where you can do stuff in the courthouse and you can have just human characters without any superpowers driving mm-hmm. the narrative for minutes on end. Um, and it gives you a little breather from right. you know the action scenes. And then when the action scenes do happen, which, by the way, episode two or three... The stairwell fight scene, uh, yeah, Oh so good. I mean, the first season had that great fight at the end of episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best fight scenes I've seen in years. Uh, just one shot was about five or seven minutes. Um, this one, you can tell, was meant to look like a one shot, but it clearly was not one shot. But it's still so cool. Um, and, you know, it's, it's like they... They just know how to I don't even know how to describe, but everything they do, they seem to do well on that show and especially the fight scenes. Like they know that they want to make those fight scenes count and it's some of the best choreography I've I've seen yeah, in it's, recent years. It really is. I mean I mean that choreography is, is as good or better than
1: any big blockbuster action film that you see during the summer or, you know, Star Wars or Marvel or D C or, you know, Mad Max or anything. You know,
0: this might be a good way to transition into the next thing we were going to talk about, which is yeah. Batman versus Superman. Uh, unless you have one last thing to say about Daredevil, I think we can move on.
1: Uh, no, no, I just other than if you're not watching it, watch it. Like my mom was slow to it. I had asked her if she had. She watches a lot of Netflix stuff. Did you, I said, did, you, did you ever finish Daredevil? She's like, Oh, I got through like the first two episodes of season one, and then I stopped. I'm like, No, 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 no. Do yourself a favor, watch season one, then watch season two. She literally watched both seasons in a week. Like, <laughs> so, Good uh, you should watch it. It's great.